Um, I just want to ask you, how's everything going on your end? Things are things are good. Um, busy uh, uh, between you know the book's still doing really well. Uh, right on team moments of '90s hip hop. The gold book is doing good and getting a lot of good reception still. Uh, the copies that we have left. Um, the fine art uh, that we released, uh, the Broad Exposure Collection, uh, we have that uh, throughout the Lower East Side right now. So people could do a walking art tour of the Lower East Side and go to various stores like Lambs, uh, Privilege, um, The Hideout, Hotel Indigo, um, uh, Bowery, Bowery Showroom, um, and see the entire collection at all these different kind of uh, cultural community hubs um, that are also retailers. So you can see the entire collection framed, you know, and on the walls at different places. Nice. All right. So you just mentioned um, the gallery. It'll be up till June 1st. Um, how is it to be able to have your NFT collection, um, you know, and your photography being able to be displayed in a gallery? Well, it's it's a few things. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, right now, we, we, um, from May 18th to June 1st, we had uh, the Broad and Exposure Collection displayed and featured at the TROPS Gallery. Uh, in Lower East Side of Manhattan, along with a few artists from the Lower East Side, like Feng Shui and Rodney Sabretooth. Wow. Uh, and then after June 1st, uh, June 3rd, we distributed all the collection throughout the Lower East Side to all the different stores. So now it's at different stores, not just in a gallery per se setting. So it offers people a chance to see the work uh, in an environment that, that, that's special to them and to their communities. That's why stores like Privilege, you know, that have a great following or stores like Lambs, um, that does a lot of fashion and supports a lot of newer brands and artists. And so to have a, you know, a piece of work in there amongst that energy is a beautiful feeling. So you was able to capture uh, photos of Tupac, Notorious V.I.G., The Roots, Wu-Tang Clan, Lauryn Hill, Nas, um, and, and many more. Yes. How does it feel to be able to have like iconic photos of those kind of uh, hip hop legends that have done so much for hip hop in the game and have that, that photography that's, that you can call your own? It's joyous, honestly. Um, it's joyous because I went, I saw it, you know, take, take the pictures of the various artists, you know, back in the day, if you would. Um, and I did it, um, you know, my intent was to try to initially get some of the work in Thrasher Magazine and the music section. Um, the other intent of shooting it was just to photograph them and hopefully, you know, be able to get it into a, a magazine somewhere. But a lot of magazines, you know, some magazines ran my work, but the majority of what I photographed never didn't run in a lot of magazines and therefore they just went into storage for years and years and years so to come to you know 2021 uh and to be able to share this, these fresh images literally yeah. uh with everyone like wait i've never seen this before wait how is this possible what the fuck right. because we, we have to realize one magazine or ma a bunch of magazines do not define what, what is able to be seen but that's how we've yeah. been conditioned where if it wasn't a magazine then that's the only possible image or, or you know record cover or in a newspaper or on the news, you know, people don't think uh, don't have a broadened exposure to what's op what's available uh, in terms of image and storytelling. Yeah. Do you have a particular favorite photo that you uh, took? I, mean, I, I don't know that I have a favorite photo because the only reason I say that is I saw them going through my archive of work, and you know, every so often, depending on you know, I'll, let's say I'm looking for one thing and I end up finding something else. So mm -hmm. that happened to me uh, two weeks ago when Chimo Du passed. Uh, I was looking for a picture that I knew I had of him because we've been friends for years. Um, but I knew I only, I thought I only wow. had one picture of him, was, which was random, even though we were always hanging out. But it wasn't a selfie generation back then. Like, we don't, you don't always take pictures of your friends. It was a random moment. So I was going to find the picture of Chi, and I was looking through one bin of, you know, four by six uh, prints, like proofs. Uh, and I ended up stumbling into one envelope that was from 1998. 
uh, of Fat Joe, Big Pun, when they were doing I Don't Want to Be a Player, like when that record yeah. release party was. And on stage with them, and I forgot about this until recently, um, was Black Rob and, uh, and uh, was a prodigy from Mob Deep. You know, mm -hmm. so you have all, all, Pun, Black Rob, Prodigy, you know, all on stage together having a wonderful time, you know, in 1998. And I didn't know I had that moment. So it's kind of like yeah. Biggie and Tupac. I didn't know I had it. I wasn't looking for it, you know. <laughs> but there's more gotcha. moments like that being said. Like, that's why I don't necessarily have a favorite moment, but I have a lot of fun moments to talk about. I can say that for right now. Got it. All right. So you mentioned Sh um, Chimuru. Um, he yes. just passed away. Rest in peace to him. But did you guys ever have any like conversations about like photography as far as you know both of you guys been able to have these like crazy iconic photos of some of these um legends yeah we we talked all the time because we were friends first photographers yeah. second um you know creatives and whatever other words you want to use and with that being said understanding you know your friends and what they have to deal with in life period you also have to deal with in life and that means protecting your, your body of work protecting your legacy uh, protecting the work that you've worked hard, not only to shoot, but to hold on to from 1990 to 1995, 19, whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you have to, you know, because there's times, you know, even five years removed from, you know, 1995, year 2000, no one wanted to see an image of, well, they might've wanted to see an image of Biggie, but it wasn't that relevant because, you right. know, this was popping up, that was popping up, this was too hot, that was too hot. And then, you yeah. know, every year, something's hotter and hotter and hotter. People could care less at, at the time because it was so close. They didn't care much about it. So when, you know, in let's say 2012, 13, when I'm starting to play, you know, putting images on Facebook or understanding um, Instagram a little bit later and putting images out there and the way that people really, really revered these moments, you know, like they're real icons, their legends, the people that they looked up to, you know, it took me by surprise because my attitude about it was, was uh, more casual because, you know, I'd met the people, I'd spent time with the people and I was like, all right, it was a cool time period, but I wasn't worshiping, praising them, you know? And so yeah. that was kind of different for me. So I had to like understand the real relevancy uh, and reverence that was necessary in order to work with this body of work that I've gathered um, and allow for it to speak uh, to people the way that it was meant to speak uh, in this the way that we're able to do it now because of the internet and social media and, and everything else. Well, we didn't have that in the nineties. Yeah, absolutely. So you have the first ever uh, NFT skateboard brand um, with your photography. I don't. Um, I don't know that I'm. I don't know that for fact that I'm the first ever. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> now, now moving forward, we will refer to the images that are on the boards by their graphic name, not by the artist that is on them. Gotcha. Is that okay. Because okay? because that got me in a lot of trouble uh, yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, I got a phone call that I was not expecting. It was like, um, hey, Eric. I understand you're using my artist who I represent's name on your da 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 da, and it's affecting this lawyer, this lawyer. There's a whole lot of lawyers that were ready to jump up, and I was like, pause. Yeah. Wow. So we'll, we'll refer to it as, uh, by the uh, image names, like, for example, Tall and Strong or, uh, you know, New York State, or whatever yeah. that they're labeled as. That's how we'll address them. So I think it's really dope to have those images on skateboards. I never yes. really seen that. So how did that idea come about, or did somebody just bring that idea to you and say, hey, let's it, do that? It was, well, it was kind of natural because my background is in skateboarding first, photography second, or, well, I guess no, I was photographing before I was doing Skateboarding and photography have always been one in one for me. So even after I left photography in 1998, I started an amateur skateboard league where I created a community, you know, in the Northeastern United States, Northeastern United States. So skateboarding was always a part of it. So culturally speaking, to use a, utilize a skateboard uh, to carry the artwork on it, it makes sense for me and my, my story and, and who I am. And it resonates 
with my community or it just resonates with people in the right way that, yeah, Eric was a skater and did this for all these kids. And so a skateboard does represent what, what I'm about to a degree. And also it allows the work to be shown in, in a beautiful, uh, on a beautiful, you know, medium. Yeah, it's really dope like uh, to have that to have that photography on skateboard decks. Um, so the current set of hip hop right now, um, who is your favorite artist to uh, listen to at the moment? Shit. Uh, favorite hip hop artist to listen to or just artists in general? Uh, hmm. I would, I would <laughs> keep it strictly hip hop because it's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can dig it. Um, I, I, if I'm listening to music, I think about that because it's rare moments I listen. Um, it would still be uh, random stuff that takes a while to listen to. So, for example, De La Soul, Balloon Mindscape, because every time I hear it, I, I learn something different, um, yeah. something abstract. You know, um, early 90s tribe, like, you know, uh, Midnight Marauders, um, like there's so much musicality about it. Um, more recently, I got, I got to give it up to Joey Badass because I met him recently and he's a cool motherfucker. And then he won a Grammy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he, he yeah. he's got all kinds of respect for me, you know? And then, uh, yeah, Joe, I have to say Joey Badass, I have to big him up. Um, uh, but, but I don't want to miss any names of people that I actually care about. Um, that's why, oh, K Prez out of New Jersey is an up and coming rapper. He has a single yeah. out. Um, sorry about K Prez. Um, um yeah k prez it's interesting k prez specifically lyrically he's a highly intelligent young man and he talks and he you know tells stories and he's able to give you a depth of vision in his words where it's not just you know talking about drinking this or popping that or whatever 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 yeah. you know so it allows him uh in many ways i see him you know the way that he's able to write and the way he's able to describe himself um allows storytelling at a level similar to ice cube um, and he's also a chef, so he really understands uh, the, the importance of little elements and ingredients to add in to make something right. Yeah, so um, that's crazy because there's so many uh, dope artists right now and, uh, that are Gemini's. If you uh, yes. pay attention to like Zodiac signs, like Notorious, Tupac, Kendrick. Mm. I mean, I, mm. the list goes on. Ice Cube. I mean, I'm Lauren wow. Hill. Like, I'm like, wow. wow. That, all of them, yeah, all of them are Gemini's. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so I've I've been blown away by how many people it really is. You know, Prince Prince uh is birthdays. <laughs> He's a Gemini. Too. <laughs> of course. So it's like wow. All wow. right. So um the um rare and unseen um your book, 90s hip hop, uh, collector's yes. edition, uh, released in January. Uh what is the kind of feedback that you've been getting from the, that particular uh, the book? It's been it's been uh it's been amazing. Uh specifically, people were are really um I hate to use the word impressed because I know why they're impressed because when you look in the mirror, what they see. Um, when they see the book, they're impressed that we've taken our time to really set up a high standard in the fine art world as to how hip hop should be represented. Um, thematically, the way that it's spoken about, the elegance of how the book was made, uh, the hand stitching and the hand craftsmanship that went into this quality uh, body of work to show others that you too, you know, can make your own books. If you take your time, if you ask questions, if you ask for help, the senior, the people who really, really understand whether it's printing or music, they have so much knowledge and for them to want to get involved on such an interesting project allowed their creativity to flow beyond just paying their bills. And that's what made the difference in this project was working with people who really understood what beauty could really, how beauty could really shine uh, no matter what the subject matter. So we were very fortunate in that sense to be able to make such a beautiful representation of the, the golden era of 90s hip hop. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. All right, so it's Black Music Month as well. Um, I want to ask you, if you could name one song that has to be in um, your playlist from a Black artist, uh, what song would it be? Shit. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, it's something Aretha Franklin. Um, uh, <laughs> nice. Um, uh, 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 give me a second. I got uh, I can sing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I think it's the moment you get there or something like that. Uh, call the me the moment you get there. It's a very, I don't know why that song is in my head right now, um, but it's always Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I think I know what song you're talking about. It's uh, Call Me. I think yes. it's called Call Me. Yes, okay. Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the name of the song. Mm. All right, so my last question for you, uh, because yes. I write for Respect Magazine, I have to ask you this question. Um, what does respect mean to you? When you hear or see that word, what are the like first things that come to your mind? Like, What's your personal definition of respect? Um, honoring, um, showing honor towards or reverence to. Um, yeah, showing honor, in, honor for or reverence to. That's what respect is about. Um, respect, yeah, and because you act uh, accordingly, if you respect something, you, 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 um, you treat it with the utmost kindness, you treat it with the utmost yeah. compassion, um, you, you address it uh, in a way that, you know, you'd want your parents or your grandparents to be um, addressed or, or taken care of in such a manner. Got it. And um, that's going to end our interview. Uh, thank you so much, T, for thank doing you. this interview with Respect Magazine. We really do appreciate it and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Rodney. Thank you. All right. Thanks, you all. thanks Ayana. Great job, guys. Yeah, thank thanks. you. Bye.